Welcome to episode 84 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is my co-host, Brandon Davis, and my <laughs> other co-host, Miss Janelle Wheeler. Back. <laughs> it uh, only works for people watching the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who are confused oh, listening. Oh my God. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Well, it doesn't matter. I should have. I should have seen that They'll start thinking it's Brandon Davis, <laughs> and then this transformation will be complete. Now, I'm just kidding. It's my co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. Uh, he's back. Last week, uh, he found out he's that... he's back to uh, give us his review today Jersey. of the new Charlie's Angels movie, which resulted in a little bit of hilarity of some confused identity between you and wow. Brandon Davis, which is kind of a twin situation that happens a lot, I feel I mean, like. we do look a lot alike. Yeah, so, I mean, understandable, but uh, no, you are the Matthew Aguilar, and you are with us today because, like I said, we will be breaking down the new Charlie's Angels oh, okay. movie. <laughs> but we won't be just doing that. We're going to be talking about a kind of hot button topic that's been going on in uh, the geek circle today, which is the Justice League Snyder Cut. We're about to get into all of this. We're going to try to make sense of this new Cats trailer that we just saw that's kind of still haunting me. Plus, we are going to review the new episode of Star Wars, The Mandalorian. And if there's time, we're going to get into some general uh, TV discussion about things we're watching and kind of hot things that are happening in TV right now. Before Matt also breaks down the new comics of the week for us. You guys know what it is by now, and if you're just kind of jumping in, welcome to the ride. This is Comic Book Nation, and we're going to start off with our news segment. Getting right into it up front, and this is today's uh, grenade topic, not whether... Right off the bat. Well, right off not the bat. whether Matt can be BD or BDB Matt, as I promised it's, on Twitter, but uh, rather we are talking about <laughs> Justice League. So it's been two years since Justice League came out. Has it really? I mean, yeah. I've forgotten this movie. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, that's the best case Everyone's scenario trying for to. seeing this movie yeah. is essentially being able to forget it. <laughs> um, since we got the Frankenstein mess in theaters that was like Zack Snyder and Josh Whedon all cut together and whatnot, people have been, DC loyalists have been calling for the Snyder Cut, which is kind of the nickname given to Zack Snyder's original cut of Justice League. That was Frankenstein by the studio and melded with Josh Whedon's to get the monstrosity we got. And this has been gaining momentum over the course of the last week. I mean, there's been like targeted. I mean, if we could do for healthcare what we're doing for the Snyder Cut, like <laughs> this would be great. Um, we've had like targeted social media campaigns with goals of like getting retweets up to hundreds of thousands. Celebrities have been jumping in. Sports stars are jumping in. Donations. Donations, like, yeah. It is causes. a whole, it's, it's, it's legit to call this. It's graduated from internet angry peti like petition into general actual movement. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's like a geek culture movement. I'm so, loving it. And I totally did not. When, that, when all this first started, I... Very much said like, oh yeah, you this talk needs a lot to go crash. away. Like this, well, no, it needs to go away because the like, eye roll. It was yeah, it was just like, I'm well, not this a is big our grenade fan. topic. Don't get into it too quick. I'm not a big fan of it. Too. So, <laughs> this is our topic today. So the Snyder Cut and momentum is looking like this could happen. Um, we've had ample evidence from people who worked on the film, Zack Snyder himself, the stars in the film, who have all said basically there is a cut that exists. So it's kind of been confirmed. We're no longer debating, is the Snyder Cut real? It is real. It's out there. It's possible. Would Warner Brothers put it out is the question. So now that this is kind of coming up again, I thought it'd be a good time for us to stop because we've all been chanting or like a lot of DC loyalists, loyalists like myself, especially people who like Zack Snyder's films. You know, we've all been retweeting or chanting the release the Snyder Cut mantra. But the question is, is this like, I mean, do we win if we get this? The reason why I asked this, and I know we've brought it up on this show before, if you've been following any of this Justice League stuff, 
and especially about Zack Snyder's cut of the film and tracking all the little pieces of information he's dropped over the like the last year, you know already that this was just the first of a much larger three to four film story arc that was going to take place. Wow. Yeah, there was like an invasion of Earth by Steppenwolf. That was very sad, wow. Invasion of Earth by Darkseid. There was going to be time, multiple time loops involved in this, like a two-part time travel thing where they got it wrong the first time and had to get it right the second time. So like all of the Back to the Futures crammed into this. Like, So this was a huge kind of epic tale he was telling. Mm -hmm. My whole thing, my question is, if we get the Snyder Cut, like that's a great victory. We get to see Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, which is something I do want to see. But, like, what's let's think this through. What's at the end of that? Like, obviously, at the end yeah, can of this we, cut... Can we get them to uh, bring him back? Is yeah, that the new hashtag? Yeah, now, bring like, where do we back. go? It's like, we get this, and then all we get is a tease, even if, we, even if it's great, even if right. we love it, best-case scenario. We get a tease for a whole movie saga that now we're thirsty to see that we're never going to see. And then, what, like Janelle said, does this just... Move into the release the Snyder sequel hashtag. Yeah, bring yeah, bring him back. Because well, I think you're making an assumption, but go ahead and finish your. Well, I mean, that's not an assumption. I, that, I, that's I think, the next logical step. If no, the movie, I think not if the that, cut gets out, not the Snyder loyalists are going to move. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> the assumption is that it's going to be good, and you're going to want. No, I say a, best thing. I'm 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 saying as if to talk to like my my children like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not trying to convince you. Of, I'm not trying to argue whether this is going to be better or not than the original. Yeah. I'm just saying, even in the best case scenario, we get an amazing Justice League movie. That's almost worse. Because like I said, if it is really great, then what we get is the heartbreak of seeing the beginning of a story we are now thirsty to finish. That's Shoot. never going to be finished, most I still want to see it, though. I still want to see it because it will actually make me want to watch it again and see what it was. I, yeah. I, I never watched it again. I saw it one time, never touched it again. And for me to revisit it in a different context with this, it's a darker tone, right? But there's they tried no to way it's going to be it. finished. Yeah. What do you mean? Of it won't not. be a completed whole, project. But that, so, like, no, like, so you're going to see previs. I mean, no. Snyder's like, gone out of his way like, to say it's that gonna is It's going to look like the, how half the people watched Wolverine Origins when that leaked. Yeah, there, there's they've gone out of their way. All the people who have been like, hey, this cut exists, have very much always laid the claim of like, yes, it exists. It is a finished vision. Like, there is all the stuff was shot. Like, all the stuff is there. However, it is not complete. It is a no. bare – some parts are bare bones. You're going to get a bunch gotcha. of like Hulk with his giant – Cell phone and, and mm -hmm. end game no, like, type no. stuff. Warner Brothers would have to go back in and invest like significant time and money if you wanted a completed film. Yeah. And if you don't want a completed film, that's the viewing experience. It's when our imagination yeah. comes into play. But I don't think Warner Brothers is – I mean, do you think they're going to do that as it stands? Like, I only think if they release the film as is, whatever cut is there – and people respond well to it. I only think that is when a studio might consider, well, do we want to sink a bunch of money into this, finish this, and then like put it in theaters, right? Yeah, I can't imagine them putting more money into a film that's already been released. Without knowing what the reaction's going right. to be. But even just a disjointed, I still want to see it. Just give me more stuff. I, I tell I just, you what, I, want I think it. it is a great carrot to get all of those Snyder stands to sign up for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how, like, Disney put out a ton of new deleted scenes uh, for, <laughs> for all the Marvel movies? Yeah. Just release it with Justice League as a 
bonus feature on HBO Max, and people will sign up for that thing in a. I mean, don't even do the heartbeat. bonus. I just release it as a make it a little mini event and just release it as it is. I think that would be great. I mean, yeah, I would consider doing that. Just I would to consider see that. getting a friend's password for sure. The the interesting <laughs> thing though is like, <laughs> and this 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 thing kind of dawned on me this morning. The DCEU as we know it, formally know it, whatever. I mean, it's not, it's still not dead, right? Like there's still a, there's a giant, mm. I mean, there, I mean, Aquaman still exists in that universe. Like Aquaman still exists yeah, in that universe. disjointed mess. So does, so does Wonder Woman. Shazam theoretically does. Well, I mean, they referred to, like they refer, like they refer Superman, to events right? and things like yeah, that. Like I the mean, only, yeah. you know, and, and this is in light of, um, you know, what, what we'll talk about later, the, the Cavill news, but like it's, there's st- the Batman is the biggest thing that just sort of stands yeah. out sort of like, like a, like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see if Matt Reeves' Batman takes off and Warner Brothers is like, well, we have all of these other characters. Can we find a way to shoehorn it and let Matt Reeves be the shepherd of the new old DCEU? Like the pieces are like a lot of pieces are still there. I mean, Mm. clearly they don't, I mean, they don't want to, they don't want to upset Momoa and Gal and they clearly are invested in their own movies that still take place in this world. It, you know, maybe it's just a weird Spider-Man Venom situation. I Mm. think. You're going to have reference to this stuff that happened before everything kind of moves into their own kind of more solo-focused universes. Um, and as quickly and slowly as we can back out of that room is how fast WB is going to do I could also so, do that. So, so then do you think that Aquaman will end with just one more movie and then they'll I hope wait? not. And then no, same, but I don't same think Wonder they Woman. have to end those individual Yeah, I don't, think we're gonna, I don't think they're going to get all Brandon Davis about it. I think they're just going to, for <laughs> now, do what's worked, which is kind of the solo directorial visions right. that are coming out. And like I said, they'll, there'll be loose references to things that happened before or development. But I think it'll be kind of many years of this before we have to tackle something about everybody coming together. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you you immediately jump back into a Justice League type movie, but the environment still exists. And if they started, if they kept doing a bunch of this, like if they end up inevitably doing the Flash movie, which at this point I I feel like is not going to get made. Like, I mean, but if they yeah. do, it's going to place. It's yeah. going to take place. It's going to take place in that in the DCEU, you know, in its own little corner of it. Like, it could they now do what Marvel did in early MCU days by letting these franchises live and grow on their own? And in five, seven years, we get another, we get you know another Justice League type movie, or we see a Aquaman reference in in Wonder Woman and or whatever Maybe. new characters. Like I don't think it's entirely entirely out of the realm of possibility. No, I don't think there's a plan though. Sure, I, yeah. oh, that's, I, that's I where yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they're wait, still waiting to see like what these other. Solo I think they're just trying do. to make a billion here and a billion there and yeah, a billion there. It's disappointing there. that it's not all tied together. Like it's really hard to ignore the comparison between like Marvel and what they're doing and what DC is doing. And for anyone who doesn't really know all of the the stuff, I, I didn't realize this until I read the article today that the reason why they Frankenstein this movie was because it wasn't Marvel enough. They wanted it to be like brighter and happier and have a different tone. And I really loved that DC was more of like the dark side. I liked that. And I'm, I'm, that's why I want to see this so badly. And kind of back on that as a point of like going back to the actual Snyder cut and, and things, we have to remember that all the things you just cited as, well, DC handled it wrong at the beginning. Well, a big part of that was Zack Snyder's vision of let's just hit the ground running and move through a 10 year plan 
in like two movies. I mean, he he jettisoned through like four arcs of what could have been like six years of stories and movies and yeah. shoved them all into like three. So this whole Justice League thing, like I I want to see the Snyder Cut. I, I'm interested. I want to see Dark Side. I want to see the Green Lantern scenes that were cut. I want to see all that stuff. Like I'm all about seeing that. I am still not sold that it is going to make it a good movie. I'm, I'm not yeah. sold. All the stuff I've read, all that stuff sounds And this is another kind of crazy. reason why I don't want to open this door again, because, like, it's just getting quiet with, the, like, the Snyder DC haters, like, kind of beginning to settle down, and people like myself who enjoyed Man of Steel and Batman can Superman can just kind of live. <laughs> and, like, opening this door again is just all over again, just going to bring out but I every Man troll. I love Man of Steel. Yeah. It's going to happen all over again. It's just going to be... Let's crap on Zack Snyder all over again. You're talking to someone who likes Sucker Punch, okay? I like Zack Snyder. I like Watchmen. I like other stuff. I'm just saying BBS is not a good movie. And a big part of the reason of that, that was Zack's vision. Like, you can't have it both ways. He came out and how many times has he said, like, that was the story he wanted to tell? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about... BBS, not just the theatrical version, because I don't think yeah. Zack Snyder's ever said that. BBS, yeah. the ultimate edition, that version, yeah. is still not a great movie. Disagree to me. Okay, I well, in my opinion, yeah. that is not a great movie. Yeah. That is still the same ham-fisted. I'm going to tell three stories in one movie that did not need this. Is still the problem, even though you gave it extra footage and an extra long runtime. The, the but, vision uh, is to me wrong. It was still wrong to do that. Front load your universe. Take your time. Like, that's why we have this mess now. So, Well, I mean, this is where I kind of fall off because this is the only – you've just nailed, like, what I think the true only value of the Snyder Cut is at this point. Um, like, I'm not interested in doing this for the people who want the novelty of seeing a Green Lantern scene <laughs> or whatever. Like, great. You got that. I want this for the people who, like myself, who exist in a small niche of having, like, really dug deep into these Snyder Man of Steel storylines and themes, the Batman vs. that been fed into the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition stories and themes, and then we're going to graduate those into the Justice League story. And I just want to see what the whole... Dark side. I want to see dark side. Yeah, I, see no, I just said while you were reading, I don't care about the people <laughs> who want to see these stupid novelties like a dark side a novel. scene. He doesn't novelty. care about it. It's an empty, <laughs> it's a gimmicky novelty. What's you want to see a novelty? shot of dark side that's going nowhere. Like, I will unify you all. You're like, there, I want it to see it for there it is. 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 No, like, I want to see the actual thematic payoff to all this. Because there was so much we debated in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and Superman's character and Batman and how wrong they were at the time. But this was supposed to be a transitional story about how through meeting each other and kind of going through these experiences, they became the heroes in the Justice League, which was supposed to end up in a more positive kind of lighthearted place after, at the end of that. And I just want to see what that full story would have been mm. so that I could properly judge like everything together. But the um, thing I like about the whole yeah. dark side of it all is like this movie or the 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 thread that was supposed to be you know supposed to take us through was putting them up against a threat that for all intents and purposes these heroes are basically gods like I mean, like I mean, some of them are right and you need a threat like like dark side and a a setting you know like the the fourth world and apocalypse and things like that to see why we need this group as a group of heroes kind of thing and like that's that's the payoff that that I wanted to see not you know what we inevitably got 
you know, in Justice League. But that's where I think that, you know, that there could have been that there. And that's what I wanted to see. But now I feel like we will never see it. Like not even just the Steiner thing, but even like that, like they, we may see some dark side stuff in new gods, but no, I mean, we are, I yeah, mean, how but, would they not? But, but, yeah. but, 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 I mean, but like, when or where is that going to, yeah. like, that'll be the interesting thing. Dark right? side. Like, when or where, when or where is that going to take place? Is that going to do what Shazam did and make reference to stuff that has happened in previous movies? Or is that movie truly going to live in its own pocket? Well, I like mean, it's Batman new guys. It can or... have an entire history that has nothing to do with Earth. I mean, that that movie has no obligation to be on. Can Earth you do it even with a even with a character like Scott or Mister Miracle? Yeah, I mean, the whole story about that—just these two worlds going to war yeah. and switching sons, and the sons having to be raised by the opposing father—that's enough for an entire movie, yeah, like right there. there. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I doubt they'll even like. I think it would be a big mistake to even worry about touching Earth. Just mm-hmm. create. Two set pieces, Apocalypse, New Genesis. If there's a movie that is on their slate right now that like I'm not worried about having to worry about those connections, yes, it's, it's New Gods. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I don't. And yeah. I still think The Flash could be a way to get out of this whole thing with uh, the right kind of story angle to The Flash and time travel and kind of altering things. So, um, I don't know. Moving right along, yeah, into this uh, HBO Max. I mean, at this point, do we all like... I mean, is there any else other place we feel like there's even a possibility of this coming out besides HBO Max? No, no, no. no right? That is the that is the ultimate. I think that is the ultimate carrot. If they want to, if they want to make an event out of it, release it on HBO. I think. I mean, they should just get ahead of the game, in my personal opinion, at this point, and just be the ones to make the documentary of like what happened to the Snyder Cut. Ooh. And then just use or, scenes you have, or that's like I, don't, I mean, j- correct me if I'm wrong. Has anyone really sort of come out and said yet, like from Warner Brothers? Yes, one exists. No, you're never going to see it. No, no. Mm-mm. If someone did do that, do you think that would quell? Do you think that only makes things worse? Yeah, I think it would. Or start, do you think they would instantly get all kinds of letter things the next day? Sure, okay. We sending them batteries. That last what, a week, maybe a month. Jim, this is well. Less that's what we said about years. Snyder Cut, though. <laughs> no, but the, but but, yeah, but nobody from Warner Brothers has said, dude, who they would? Don't care. But yeah. they don't. Yeah, care. and who would? Because the first person to step up there is going to be the one Twitter says, "Here's this guy's email address. Here's his phone. <laughs> he's going to get yeah. doxxed in two seconds, and he's going to be bombarded with." Yo, F you, Snyder Cut, like phone calls is, all day. Which is a whole other issue and sad in itself. But yes, mm-hmm. but that's what would happen. <laughs> that should not Do happen. not send somebody out there to die like that. Like, yeah. no, because that Choice one person will bear the wrath of the entire Snyder Cut, like, fanatic yeah. system. Mm-hmm. But embedded in all this, what well, we're talking about the future of the DC kind of film universe, uh, Batman's not the only hiccup we have. There's also Superman. Um, Henry Cavill Superman was supposed to have a much bigger career in this. There's supposed to be a Man of Steel 2 already. Um, he was supposed to have a much more epic comeback story in Justice League and becoming this, and again, the whole story of how Superman became the hero he is. That's been kind of scrapped, and we have no idea. He's just been in limbo ever since then. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's gone on a Mission Impossible. It's just that weird Instagram post. It's just such a shame. Yeah. Well, and then there was the whole Superman. kerfuffle around Shazam, right? Was he or wasn't yeah, he was going he, to be? Yeah, wasn't he going to be in and, there? You know, the rumor um, was then they he, said, like, what? They couldn't find time or schedule it. Well, that's or, what they said, but really yeah. it just came down to money. Like, Yeah. He wanted it to count against his things, and Warner Bros. was like, no. And then he was like, well, then pay me more. And Warner Bros. was like, no. And so then they used a body double. Yeah, and so that film failed, kind of. So 
good decisions there. <laughs> I mean, it underperformed. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally underperformed. Yeah, but well, I didn't say, okay, underperformed. But, um, yeah, but uh, Cavill just kind of reiterated that he's not done with Superman yet. He's willing to play the role still, and, you know, as I said in the show notes, is, you know, to quote T'Challa, just get this man a cape. Like, yeah. Like, let's stop messing around. Like, cape let's in his heal still. which <laughs> parts of this franchise we can. I say just get this dude a cape and let him go nuts. I love Please. him Yep. Yeah. I agree. How are you going to have him return as Superman? Figure it and out, still say, Figure and, it but, out. And then still say that like, the DCEU is dead. Figure it out. Also, Figure it out. we return him. Dude, but you and Brandon Davis will never be put in charge of a major movie studio <laughs> franchise with this. Like, like, what? You guys get too hung up on the details. Yeah, I don't care about the tagline. Yeah. It's just, yeah. he is a great Superman. And to me, after coming back to robbed. life, Superman went on a journey across the universe. Yeah, to me, it was robbed of, like, we were robbed of great Superman material because, yeah. like, yep. the casting's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it for DC. Let us know what you guys think about the Snyder Cut. If you're pulling for it, if you don't care, if you just want to see that next Marvel movie instead, let us know <laughs> with the hashtag Comic Book Nation. We're going to move along because we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, real quick, we're going to talk about the trailer for Cats. Oh, come uh, on. So they've put out a first teaser trailer for Cats that had us all saying WTF. And today we got a full trailer and nothing got better in that regard. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even. unsee... I will say I'm going to put out an early prediction that Cats will be the most meme-worthy movie of the year. Uh, I I find it hard to think of uh, another movie that can, yeah, create as many memes and stuff as this one will. Because there's just stuff in here I can't unsee. Like, (laughs) how do you take somebody like the sexiest man alive, Idris Elba, and turn him (laughs) into something like the most unsexy thing I can never get out of my head, which is like cat Idris Elba? And the um, contact, I, oh gosh, the whole thing was yeah. just, uh, as soon as I saw Taylor Swift in the cast, I was done. It looks like the local theater got a little bit extra money to like put on a production of Cats this mm-hmm. year, and like, yeah, they were just, one girl just like went into like whatever bargain basement department store and was like, I need leggings and any kind of fake fur you have. But I hate that because it's actually not, it looks like it's not real. It looks like they've computer, like like digitally put these ears and things on them. And I think that's what's most distracting for me personally is the way they look. Yeah, I mean, that's distracting for everybody. I don't think it's just you. I don't think <laughs> but that I is. But on the Broadway what show, it, I mean, they would, have it, would, the it, would you have wanted yeah, it, the Broadway look, the yes, costumes? I yeah. would because I'm a theater geek. I would have liked that yeah, so much I, I mean, more. Yeah. I'm not a like, fan we know of that digital aesthetic. weird. And they, <laughs> they're they all smooth hair. None of them have like fluffy cat hair. They're the all like really one, tight that, on their That faces. is very weird. All like the hair it's, just feels very flat. Judy Dench yeah. Weird, yeah. The no, no, you can pick anybody from this movie. Taylor yeah. Swift. Okay, Judy Dench. Like James Corden. James Rebel Corden. Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Really I like they Rebel all, Wilson. They look yeah. weird as hell. But right? I will Judy say this. Mind. I feel like it's it's charming for Christmas for kids to go with their parents. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go, sorry, I'm not going to go see this, but I feel like, (laughs) you know, I feel like it's a Christmas movie. People are dying to just get into a theater with their kids and look at bright, colorful things. I mean, also that property, right, has some pool. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, oh, it does. It's, yeah. so, I mean, it's. I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that. No, there are a lot of people signing up for a very bad. Well, idea. one, how much did it cost me? I don't actually know the budget. 
Is it one of those like astronomical? Don't ask me to look up the budget films <laughs> because like all that CG would suggest that it's a lot of. It's a the lot. Star power would suggest yeah. that. And tons of great. Yeah, you're right. So it's, I can foresee this movie a- very much not making its budget back, but I do think there will be some people turning up because just of the and IP to the credit, like you know, there are films like Broadway or theater themed films. Baz Luhrmann doesn't have a problem making theater look great on film. That's yeah. true. Um, Rent, even though I don't think that film was a huge success, it still managed to capture mm-hmm. the Broadway aesthetic and kind of mimic that it was still yeah. a Broadway play, mm-hmm. but just on film. Like, And so it's like it wasn't impossible. This, What's weird about Cats to me is – I don't know how many times you've seen the Mike Myers, Dr. Seuss, like Cat in the Hat movie. Yes. But this is what it feels like. And this is the way it's filmed with like these like zany, weird camera angles to try to make it seem like they're actual cat sized beings on like a huge bed and stuff. It just seems more like And it just looks like Dr. Seuss's cats. Yeah. it's It's just really. Or somebody made like a deep fake. YouTube video of cats that they wanted to throw a bunch of celebrities in for the hell of it, and this is what we got. And, That's great. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so, I will so watch just it. Just expect to see Jim Carrey pop up somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that would actually be a great addition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm at this point, why not? Surprised he's not in that. Just get a bunch of cat cameos in there. Like, get Halle Berry back in a Catwoman suit. Throw her in. Like, just oh well, that the changes theme. everything. Get uh, Bill yeah. Murray for Garfield. Yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> just do go. it all. If we're gonna be doing, if we're gonna go now, here. that I would watch. Oh I'd my go see god. That. Yeah. If it had every dollars. cat in like the known pop culture universe, I'd go see that. Which, speaking of, by the way, I did watch Lady and the Tramp. I know, and I, I actually, it was charming and cute. Yeah, right? I'm gonna give it to you, man. I, I thought it was adorable. <laughs> I, did you watch it though? Have I'm you not, seen it? I'm not no, going he's to. not gonna go. It, see it. it was he's cute. <laughs> it was charming. It was a nice little thing to f- throw on if you have kids. I grew up in the East Coast, around many cities. So I <laughs> look down those alleyways. This movie is not reflective <laughs> of anything I know. So I will not be watching it. But you guys, I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah. So, now, moving on from uh, talking uh, personified animals, we are going to get into our deep dive. And today we're going to be talking a lot about TV. So be sure to stick around because when we get back, we got a lot of TV to talk about. All right. So we're talking TV. But uh, first, we're going to start with Star Wars, something uh, we've all seen and kind of have consensus on. The Mandalorian episode two came out. Uh, We had already kind of launched our episode last week, so we didn't get a chance to sit down and watch it beforehand and discuss it with you guys. But we've, you know, I mean, like the rest of the world, we've damn sure seen it now. Baby Yoda has everybody's heart. You know, I'm not going to debate whether it's called Baby Yoda because that's just a <laughs> nickname we have now until we get. Yeah, they haven't and given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love Star Wars geeks online. Like, don't call it that. Like, what do you want to call it? We don't have a name for Yoda I heard species. That like, really? Like, like oh, mysterious younger Yoda species X. Like, let's think of a cool that name. Roll and be off the, the people tongue. that name this little guy. Yeah, we, we're making hashtags out here, dog. Like, we need something like real easy, real snappy. It's got to be fast. We don't. I mean, it's got to be better Gizmo. than Baby Yoda. No, no, Baby Yoda is. <laughs> Baby Yoda is great. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Yeah, exactly. So. And everybody knows. As soon as they hear that, everybody knows. And when they give the little baby Yoda a name, like a for real name and yeah. a whatever, then we'll change it. But yeah. we don't. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But you know the name's just going to be awful. Like there's nothing now. How do you live up to baby Yoda? Like, yeah. gonna, I know <laughs> I'm not going to be able mean. to pronounce yeah. it. It's a Star Wars name. It's just going to be nonsense. Like, Merktude, and you're like yeah. oh, Yoda whatever. is a nonsense <laughs> word. Yoda's a nonsense name. We just attach meaning to it because we love that little guy. Right. So yeah, especially with Christmas. And it's catchy like too. That's a good little name. Yeah. So. 
Baby Yoda's here. So Mandalorian episode two. Um, personally, I love this second episode a lot more. Uh, Rick Famanua, who directed Dope, is in, you know, I think he's, I forget else he's done, but uh, he did at Dope. At one point was, attached to Flash, yep. right? Yeah, at one who point attached to Flash. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> they made the mistake of not sticking with him, in my opinion, after seeing this episode of The Mandalorian. So much better episode in terms of direction. Uh, it was just about The Mandalorian. And I like this show is going the Breaking Bad route, where they don't skip over any events. Like, mm-hmm. it's just real time. Mm-hmm. Like, we ended... Episode one, he finds Baby Yoda. Episode two, he's on a walk out of there with Baby Yoda. Yeah. And, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, that makes me happy because I was very, I was nervous that they weren't going to explain how he's, you know, fighting people with Baby Yoda. I mean, he's literally in harm's way and Baby Yoda's like right there next to him. Like it's nothing. That's my biggest thing. Like, why isn't he? Like leaving him somewhere, protecting him. I don't know. That was my only. Maybe Yoda can hold his own. Either. Yeah, he really can I hold his like own. As we learned, address that. Like, I do like that it's not t- the typical baby syndrome in shows where it's like, yeah, it's they introduce the baby, the baby's then forgotten for the yeah. entire episode, and then only when it is a plot device is the baby show up. Also, and he, he tried to save to the baby. He he the baby. No, that's what I'm saying. I like it yeah. that he saves, like he moves the baby out of the mm-hmm. way several occasions. Like he sees the little beeper thing it's at the beginning so and like nice. pushes him aside because I imagine he thought it was some kind of arm device or something when he saw it. Yeah, uh, he knew he, that somebody was the beeper thing. He knows that's yeah. the tracking thing. He knew somebody. Okay, was, so because like he yeah. pushes him out of the way at that point, you know, that's right away. Great. So he knows he's about to get jumped. I like, yeah. That. So like, yeah, he runs afoul of some Jawas who you know loot his ship. And he, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's like a call. I mean, a New Hope. You, you know that right from it's the beginning of a New Hope with poor C three PO and R two D two got jacked by the Jawas. I mean, you can't be out there slipping. They will catch you. They're out fishing the jerks, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, and I was like, and again, I love The Mandalorian because this one was very much Western-y. It was a very mm-hmm. much a Western episode um, where he kind of has to negotiate and then go fight this rhino, dino, like alien thing that to get this egg for them. Um, and uh, yeah, but it still has comedy and heart, which I like. And they found a way to balance this kind of grim, foreboding character with actual humor and stuff like the negotiation scene is so funny. It's so funny. When he spazzes out the Mandalorian, he, they make him leave all his weapons, and then they say something he doesn't like, and he flips out and he like tries to flamethrower them. <laughs> and like, yeah. And at the end, the joke about them getting the egg, like it's for some high purpose, and they just crack it open and eat it. <laughs> eat it. And yeah, I just, like couldn't having believe this gross egg eating. This session. one was a lot funnier than the first one. Like, I actually still like the yeah. first episode yeah. better than the second one, but like this to me, that yeah, that was the highlight of this was just the humor. And him, like I and like I love just a callback because they have this weapon that just basically like shorts out and anything like that like caught 3PO in the beginning like like just shoot him in it like electronic it's like an EMP almost yeah. and he climbs all the way up to this whole helicopter yeah, exactly. and these little oh tiny my. characters and they just like whip out and just blast him <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah so so, good. so the Mandalorian's good um yeah we learned that baby Yoda has force powers and yeah he Keaton, eats and he, yeah, that was kind of gross. Oh yeah, I, like, I forgot about that. Star Wars, it was adorable. That. Like yeah, I'm about it. I think it's no all anything really great. eating a frog is not adorable to me. Oh, it was so cute. I thought it was so yeah. funny. Oh, and then he's just making all those little noises. His little hand when he holds when he's like doing the force. Oh my god! When he's out of the little ship. And he's, and just he's walking, walking around. up to him. Oh he has to keep God, plopping dude. him back into the. Po- oh my gosh, it's the cutest it's, thing. If oh, you guys are watching arm. this, yeah, that was really funny. Oh my God, his arm so funny. Putting him in. Parents yeah. everywhere were just like, "Yep, yeah, that's yeah, what it's pretty like. much like it is." Yeah, what it is like yeah, every day. Um, 
So the Mandalorian going well. Yeah, Baby Yoda, there's a whole bunch of mystery we've already set up in this. Yeah, I'm kind of loving the show, and Baby Yoda's already kind of taken the internet by storm, so Disney's done what they needed to do in terms of, like, generating buzz. This show is not having a problem with that. Question. I do wish the droid... Wait, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Go. No, you go ahead. Well, I just... My thing was a small aside. I do kind of wish the droid had stayed around, because I really liked him. He might him. come oh, back. Yeah, he might come episode. back. Yeah, I could see him yeah, back. I, I really yeah. loved him, but yeah, go ahead. Do we ever... I mean, is he ever losing the helmet? Do we know this? Uh, um, has it been could confirmed? be the I would have... I mean, if... Depending on how much of a plot device it is, I would estimate somewhere it'll be like some big reveal or okay. it'd be like the, I wouldn't put it past him to have like the end of the season just be like mm-hmm. oh wow get done a bunch of crazy stuff and just be like take off his helmet and just be like man I'm gonna kick back and drink one like <laughs> yeah yeah but um I mean it's an old western so you know it's not necessary it's not necessary mm-hmm and so far, Pedro Pascal has been able to act his butt off in a helmet. I feel like I'm going to yeah. wait every single episode for the helmet to Well, wasn't it? Wasn't I'm there a thing, and I, I may be totally wrong on this, but wasn't there, like, hadn't they started filming The Mandalorian before they even cast Pedro? And isn't there, like, some some of the oh. early scenes where Pedro, that, like, that was not Pedro? I don't Pedro? know. That's some of your behind-the-scenes wow. crap yeah. that that's I don't know about. That's great, though. <laughs> I don't care that's about. a gem. That's <laughs> Where they yeah, do, cool. uh, I don't know. That's some behind-the-scenes no producer trivia stuff. I, don't <laughs> I will say at the beginning of the series, like at the beginning of the first episode, it was on my brain of like, I wonder if he's going to take the helmet off. Yeah. Since then, I have not thought one iota about it just because I know what Pedro has. His character with his helmet on is awesome. Like, yeah, I, I know I what that it. dude looks like without it, so I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Not a real spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're not checking out The Mandalorian, you need to get on Disney Plus if you're a Star Wars fan of any kind and kind of jump into this because, uh, yeah, this is a new hotness right now. But it's not the only new hotness. So even though we don't have a lot of time, we are going to go through some uh, TV rants and raves today. Yeah. Uh, everybody's going to tell you, as you guys may or may not know, if you're just joining the show, every now and again we do rants and raves where we rant and or rave about things we are watching. Uh, today we're going to go TV focus for me and Janelle, but Matt hasn't been doing TV stuff cause he doesn't do his homework. So he just saw a movie. <laughs> yeah, he's doing other trip. homework, Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> I do movies and TVs all week. <laughs> doing other homework, Thank you. Kofi. Anyway. And comics too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my other. And manga too. Video yeah. games. And, and oh, oh yeah. streaming. Thank you, Janelle. Yeah, all the stuff I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you have no manga anime pattern. Oh, no, that yeah. one I don't. Shut it down. I don't All right. about that. And, <laughs> so, we're getting, now we're just attacking each other. So, but that's not what we're here to do. So, for me today, I'm going to talk about two things. I'm going to talk about Mr. Robot, which is in its final season. Um, I told you guys when Mr. Robot's season began, the final season, that it hit the ground running. But uh, Mr. Robot has kind of gone under the radar as probably one of the best shows I've seen in in the last five years. It, I mean, pound for pound just has some of the best event episodes you could ask for. And this final season has just been like nothing but hits. Like every episode is just either really powerful or just really crazy high concept TV making. We had like a, that was that Sopranos episode uh Perrin Bynes or Perrin, or I forget what it's called. I just said it backwards. I feel like Baron Pines. Yep. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and that where there were the two characters are lost in the woods. We had an episode like that. We had an entirely silent heist episode that only had two lines of dialogue at the very beginning and the very end. And in this latest episode, it's basically a five act play set in a single setting with just like three or four characters. And it is a game-changing episode of Mr. Robot. If you know anything about the show, it's about Remy Malik playing a hacker who wants to take down this evil corporation that is basically like the Illuminati running the world. And 
it, it plays with kind of perspective. It turns out he's kind of a messed up inside. He has a second personality that's Christian Slater based on his dad. There's all these reveals in the first season about, you know, what's real, what's not, you know, what is he seeing real and in reality and what's not. Um, and that theme continues in this final season. And you don't think they could pull many more twists, but man, this past week they pulled a crazy twist that is one of the most gut-wrenching episodes of TV I have ever watched in my life. Like, I am not emotionally okay after seeing this. And I was talking to other people in the office, and it is pretty across the board. And if you don't think Remy Malek deserves an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody and you were complaining about that, I hate to tell you, like, after this episode, I was just like, yeah, let that kid keep his Oscar. Like, he does a phenomenal job, and it is really dark, disturbing stuff in this and really well-executed in, like I said, a single setting kind of five-act play, and it changes everything about Mr. Robot. And this is one of the most best, complete series of TV that I'm going to have to listen to all of you talk about in two years. Gosh, I'm sold. you're late to the party. I want to start it. I've never watched it. I'm, see, I think it I begins it. already. Yeah. It's beginning now. People have been telling me forever that I would love this show. Yeah, I mean, I it's one of the best shows. Like, yeah, one yeah. of the best high-concept shows I've ever seen. So it's coming to the end, but that's just a great time for you to jump in and be part of the wave over the next two years of people who are, like, discovering Mr. Robot. So get on that. <laughs> Uh, the other thing we haven't talked about, kind of fell through the cracks, is Rick and Morty's back. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Rick and Morty Season 4. So Rick and Morty Season 4 is back after the long wait after Season 3. And so far, it's been uh, it's been okay. You could tell that Rick and Morty is kind of a thing now, and that Rick and Morty knows it's a thing now. And so it's kind of changed a little bit. But still at heart, it is still the really irreverent Rick and Morty sci-fi culture referencing goodness that you know and love. Except that I talk about this in the office with various people. There's times that Rick and Morty can get like too nihilistic almost and intense. And uh, this past week had one of those episodes. And like everything, it starts out zany. It's about Rick having a private planet he built for himself to to poop on, to have a private toilet. Uh, and it gets invaded by somebody. And it's a whole episode of him trying to search for who's invaded his toilet <laughs> oh planet. Oh, my God. Um, and... Yeah, and it's great. great. And you think that's like so out there and funny, but it becomes this thing about how lonely some people are and that they need to have these kind of levels of control and don't want in isolation. And man, like you get to these endings sometimes in Rick and Morty and it's super freaking depressing. Like, and this episode is one of those. Oh yeah, there's like one about him where he dates his ex and like breaks up with her and like, my God, I wanted to jump out of a window still every time I see that episode. It's really, like, it, you have to see it to understand, but, like, Rick and Morty could take the zany stuff, but sometimes gets really too real. Mm-hmm. Um, and this past Jeez. episode was really, like, like that. It was kind of nihilistic, kind of depressing, and, like, yeah, but that's the show. You start off with poop planets, and you end <laughs> in depression. So wow. that's the ride of Rick and Morty, but uh, oh it's good to see it back. Um, we only got a couple more episodes before it goes on this annoying hiatus, but uh, I'm just glad to have Rick and Morty How back. How long is the hiatus? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it's not like it just came back. This is, this is standard Rick and Morty, though, yeah. right? Like, they give it to you in a little dose. But I thought that's okay. one of the things, like, Harmon was, like, said it wasn't going to happen. No, they're not going to have, that. like, two-year delays between seasons right. now. Okay. But now we're going to have five episodes now, and then sometime in 2020 we'll get another Oh, okay. Five. So like, now it's yeah. just, all right. Yeah, it's the DVD sales model. So <laughs> that's that. Rick and Morty's back. All right. Yeah. Matt. Do I need to cut mine for time? <laughs> no, I mean, we're just going to go through. We're just going okay, to time, time. All right. All right. Yeah, so, well, in polar opposite to the uh, depressingness that is Rick and Morty uh, and the poop planet, uh, Charlie's Angels just was... Just one toilet on a planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an entire planet of poops. 
Come on, like, uh, that would no. be stupid. In polar, uh, <laughs> in very uh, distance from that, uh, is Charlie's Angels, which was uh, evidently like Who no one went to own? went to go yeah. see. No one went to go. Like five people, I was um, two of the people. <laughs> five people were me wow. uh, that went to go see it. Uh, but that's a bummer because it was like actually really get a, enjoyable. A handwritten note from Elizabeth Banks thanking you for. I mean, I should. <laughs> it really should, <laughs> and they should have used my quote. Damn it, uh, <laughs> they didn't. Um, but it was really fun. Like that's that's a bummer actually because that you know nail in the coffin means like not gonna get any more that's a one and done and it'll be another six eight years because studios don't ever uh, learn don't, so tough hey, year but, tough year to be a franchise yeah i mean it's like three in a row now yeah uh, I mean, but i don't know if charlie i think charlie's angels is, might be one of those things that's just dead like they've tried to like you would say that it, like, yeah you'd yeah, say I that but like i don't think i, I think it's sh- i mean i think if this didn't work it it should stop because i almost hate to say it because i you know i want the theaters to continue to be a thing but this feels like it should have been a direct to streaming service thing i agree i think it could have yeah. done really well yeah, there if netflix had grabbed this up it yeah. had been yeah. like a hot and then i think cuz it it's a like real cuz it's a real bummer i mean as a i also think not to interrupt you but like yeah. Closely related, I think there's been some really terrible movie release date decisions this year. Yes. And this is one of them. If they had put this out in January, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we Agreed. would have all. This like, was not a good yeah. time for that, just to yeah, like. This or even in the nowhere. summer. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were a few like weird summer. But this felt so, like January when it's safe. When there's n- like, it would have been the yeah. only action movie. We'd have been coming off the holidays. Like, and yeah, honestly, this feels, this movie feels very much like that season of time. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like a movie that should be coming out right now or even during the summer like it's mm. it's fun the action was was great i mean kristen stewart i've i've always been kind of you know uh eh on some of her like bigger stuff but like her her indie stuff and her smaller film roles she's been great she's she's fantastic in here like elizabeth banks can do comedy really well and it feels like she utilized a lot of stewart's strengths uh and the cast is great this was fun and for someone who knew what they were coming to with charlie's angels like looking for that kind of thrill ride and, and fun atmosphere. And just, it was really funny, genuinely funny throughout the whole movie. So I was bummed. I, I was really hoping to see more of this cast, but I'm it looks sorry, like buddy. it won't. Um, but yeah, but if you are looking for a movie to go see and you've seen all the other stuff that's in there, go de- see definitely Cat. go see it because you could probably go see it on matinee <laughs> in a week say. for like five bucks. If you're trying to um, dodge your family in the middle of the day, <laughs> <laughs> I know a place you can hide. Um, very, but yeah, but, uh, and of course you can also check my full review, uh, but also uh, the other fun stuff Again, uh, in direct contrast, is uh, Funko has a set of tabletop games that is called Funkoverse, and it is like DC and Harry Potter, and Harry of Potter. course Golden Girls, uh, which is their own little Golden standalone, Girls. a little standalone game. Wow, uh, it's really fun. It's actually great if if you are Christmas is coming up. Uh, if you have people or kids, but but also adults who are new to the board game and tabletop mm-hmm. genres and want to give it a chance, but don't want something as intimidating, but you don't want Candyland where it's done in like five minutes. This is great. This is yeah. this is perfect. It's got enough complexity to get an adult entertained for for a while. It doesn't take five hours like some tabletop oh, games. Yeah, and it has the Funko aesthetic, so like kids will like like playing with the little figures and stuff like that. It's great. It's fun. So that's my two. Cool. 
Um, I'm talking about The Walking Dead. That's how I got my start here at Comic Book. Um, I was covering The Walking Dead with BD, and um, I'm just a huge fan. I've been a huge fan of The Walking Dead since it first came out. And um, I know I always say I've never read comics. I've never read. I, I have read the Walking Dead comics. Mm. So I guess technically I can say yeah. I just I haven't done like the the superhero ones. Anyways, comics is comics. Um, so we're coming up on the uh, mid season finale. We're in the middle of the Whisperer War, or well, technically just interacting with the Whisperers in general. Um, if you don't know the background behind this. Uh, these guys basically like skin walkers or zombies and wear their flesh um, so that they can walk amongst the dead. And the way that they communicate is by whispering to one another. So it's super eerie and creepy and weird. And we have lost a lot of our core group, um, the people that we started the show off with. So we've had a hard time, um, I guess, keeping a lot of the big fans like from the early days on board watching the show. I have loved this season. Um, Angela Kang came in and did some crazy awesome character development and um, story progression and things like that and this whole season has just been nothing but great I mean the acting has been great the storyline's been great the casting's been great and if you did take a break from The Walking Dead I think that if you tried to jump in again I don't think you'd be disappointed because it's, it's does it feel like it's a little too little too late it, it. I mean, I feel like, honest. I mean, we have to well, be I real mean, here. Not for the shows, not on the show's part. Yeah. I mean, the fandom is the fandom, but like, sure. yeah. I mean, it's just one of those tragic cases that like, yeah. I mean, it's been something that plagued Fear of the Walking Dead, too. Like, Fear of the Walking Ugh. Dead got really good, and then, and then it got everybody got, like, good. like <laughs> tuned out. So, yeah, because it got, I mean, season three got really good, but people it tuned did. out. And so they were yep. like, we need some gimmicks to punch this back up. And then we got season four and five, and mm-hmm. they weren't so great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is the same thing. BD kind of is lamenting this and we talk about it in the office, but like, yeah, it, it has gotten really good. And we talked about it when the season was coming back that and on, uh, after the dead and RIP, but like when it, there's something that opens up the show, when you take out the Grimes family saga, it's so true. um, and you can then spread it around and there's much more character richness, Nobody's exactly safe. It's not as predictable. Oh, we also because- got a shirtless Norman Reedus, AKA Daryl on this episode. So, you know, if, uh, if you've been missing that in your life, check it out. Sorry to cut you off. I just think that a lot of my ladies out there will be really excited about this. So if you took a break and you want to see Norman with a shirt off, there you, you go. You guys should spend some time with Death Stranding. You guys could probably do all kinds there of stuff. There you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Um, Andy's holding a baby. That'll mean, that'll make you swoon, you know? So, yeah, but um, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that it is getting so good, but like kind of the hype. I mean, Carol's it is been kind of shining off. Yeah, like Carol got she was directly compared to uh, Alpha, which is the leader of the Whisperers, because she's becoming savage again. And um, there was like a bit of a cliffhanger on this last episode. I won't spoil it, but I, a character might have, may or may ha- may not have passed, and I'm like on the edge of my seat because I wanted to watch The Talking Dead to see if he was actually confirmed. Uh-oh, I said he. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I need to know what's happening because I, I'm. they're leading up to a good mid-season finale. I think that we have Negan doing some crazy stuff that is hopefully going to mirror the comics. And then we have, you know, Carol doing this stuff. And it's just, it's it's really good. It's really good. I'm really happy with the show now, again. Finally. 
Just bring Glenn back somehow. <laughs> nah, that dude's dead. <laughs> He's so dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. My Hero Academia, baby. It is so good. Like, it's yeah. one of those things where when Jamie Lovett here in the office first recommended it to me, he was he said it's basically like Harry Potter meets superheroes. And I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like Harry Potter, but I really like superheroes. But he goes, no, it's, no, it's you know, a bunch of young superheroes. It's, it feels... Like the Xavier school, you know, for the school of the gifted meets, you know, that school aspect of it meets some of the big level threat slash glad handing that happens in like Avengers stuff. And it's just this show has so much heart and emotion and the ideas are just so big that I would say it is the best superhero thing going on right now. It's better than anything going on in comics, anything that's Whoa. on TV and anything that you're seeing in movies. Like as for, it is, it is that good. And there's, it's all, it just started season four. We're about five episodes in the episodes are short to 20 minutes. Um, and so it's real easy, real easy to catch up the, I watch it, uh, dubbed. And so, uh, you know, the voice talent that they have on, on the show is great. If you can get first the, get through the first season, there's a lot of crying from the main character. Uh, but once you, once you really get past that season two is really where the show kind of opens up and shines, but it continues to pay off a lot of great stuff that is seeded and built in season one that I am just amazed by it week in and week out. Like even just this past week, there was a character who is for all intents and purposes, a D character in the show who they decided to show, shine a spotlight on. And it was yeah, a fantastic I'm not calling Kirishima a D character. You don't like him as a character? No, I'm, I'm saying you calling him a D character is going to start some letters. No, soon. Uh -oh. <laughs> I just, oh, no. I mean, like, like you, I mean, if you've, if you're in a count tiers, right, you have, you have your all mites, you have all might and Midoriya, uh, you know, as your a, you have <laughs> for, for the record, for all anime fans, he's talking about Kirishima, red riot. Um, like, yeah, but you've got, uh, but you've got, but then you got like Bakugo and yeah, you do, know, you do know that like Bakugo and Kirishima are like, two of the biggest icons of the show and they have all that. Uh, sure. They've got, they have a, they have a they great have a whole boy love fan. relationship. No, no, they thing. have a boy love fanfic. Oh, like, you can direct sure. your yeah. emails to, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you in, <laughs> in my night. hero academia lore, Kirishima is a major icon. So you direct your, uh, yeah. Editor at comic book for all your anime hate letters. <laughs> As someone who has come into, come into this, just sort of completely blind. I am a, I am a, anime fan more by association than anything else. I'm, you know, I'm learning more. I'm loving it more. Mm -hmm. And so this was a show that definitely got me into watching other stuff. And so if you're someone who's kind of on the fence, I mean, this is just a, a franchise that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger year after year. And so just watch it. It's so good. You will not, you will not regret starting that show. That I can second. I can second that. I'm down. Where do I watch it? Uh, on Hulu. First three seasons are on Hulu. Okay. Uh, season four currently is only streaming on Funimation. No, it's on Hulu. Season oh, four is? Yeah. Subbed, not dubbed. Yeah. I, I'm not sending people to the dubbed. Oh, I love the dub. Yeah, you know. I fell off. I do not endorse the anime the, opinions like of uh, Jim Viscardi or... Wait, really? You like subbed better than dubbed? Yeah, I'm a real anime fan. Oh, whatever. Oh, jeez. Okay, wait. Wow. I'm learning. That is, a, that is a take. No, that's not a take. <laughs> that is the least hot take in anime. You can do I am an anime sub fan. <laughs> you heard it here you. first. Editor at Comic Book. All right. Oh my gosh. Um, and finally, we'll talk real quick about Watchmen. We have uh, several people jotted it down. We're uh, still making our way through Watchmen. This week got... Uh, had a good episode that I think took on my favorite character in the show besides like Sister Knight, which is uh, Looking Glass, Tim Blake Nelson's character. Mm. And we this was a very kind of revealing episode about how why Looking Glass is more than just a supporting character. 
He's a major character in this story. He was there on 11-2, which is the big squid attack um, from Agent Vite that we got. Uh, and he survived because he was in a hall of mirrors after a horrible prank played on him by a punk girl. Uh, left him naked standing in a, in a funhouse mirror. So he was the only person in this like theme park who like one of the only people who survived the psychic attack. And it explains like, yeah, why he was kind of became the guy that he came and like this paranoid nut. And Watchmen's really good because like I said, every week it does a great job of just making every episode feel like a self-contained movie in and of yeah. itself. Um, while kind of building up towards this overarching story. And then this one was like just a great episode focused on Looking Glass that did major plot development and reveals about the Seventh Calvary. Um, are they villains? Like, what is going on here? And some great callbacks too, not just the comic, but the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, the teleportation effect that we see in this is is a sound and lighting effect taken from Zack Snyder's movie. And so, yeah, I'm kind of digging Watchmen more and I, more. I liked this episode at about the halfway mark. I thought this episode started slower than... I feel like the pace of the show had had kind of been rolling out on, but like once you you get to the moment, you know, there's a, the, a big turning point moment, especially for Looking Glass. Like that whole rest of stuff, I thought was just gripping. I just I like I, I want opposite. to like I want to like this show more. Like I like this show. I want to like it more, and I feel like that there's just there's something about the pacing of the show that that I think gets to me. I mean, uh, where I feel uh, yeah. it meanders a little. I'm okay with it. I think it's kind of. I'm always careful because it's kind of weird to kind of throw Watchmen on the hook for having to be fast paced given where sure. it comes from. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I get it. Um, like, yeah. And so, like, I like the richness of character. Yeah, I mean, and I don't I think like this episode was structured that much differently than the Gene Smart episode. They're mm-hmm. both kind of origin story episodes for each I character. I love the origin story episodes, but also I love The Walking Dead. So I'm used to like these really <laughs> long, drawn out episodes yeah. about. Well, I mean, like I love the first. I thought the first three episodes were were great, and and then you know the, the episode four I liked not as much as I liked the first three, and then sort of the trend I've got with with five. But it is, it, but it's it's great. The 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 layers. And the world building that happens in this show and the mystery around it all is fascinating. And like, I think not enough is said about Jeremy Irons is Adrian Vietnazmanius because like, I look forward to those sections of oh every episode gosh. because it's just, even if you get, you get them in very yeah. small doses, they're just, they're brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I like him, but I feel like for me, that's the biggest gimmicky part of the show well, is just the scenes with sequences with him are just like these. Hey, here's this mystery again. Oh, like, well, actually, like very... I mean, are we, we're talking full spoilers yeah, right I mean, now, aren't we? we? Uh, so is he not, Spoiler he's one. clearly not on Mars. He's on like one of the moons of Jupiter or something. Yeah, he's just in a like space place. He's in space prison. Yeah, so we definitely know that Dr. Manhattan left him. Yeah, I mean, he says like God that, is gone, like yeah. Yeah, we learned so much. And for anyone who hasn't watched the movie, which I'm getting text messages from my friends saying, I need explanation about this, this. <laughs> watch the movie, okay? Just watch the movie. It will or help Or as some so people much. yell at us, pick up the books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh, do people yell at us about the books? Because we had Janelle watch the movie and some dude like emailed me. And we also we said you could like, go read, like you also I were like, I want to go read the book. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got you. 
boo. I got you. I'm on it. I'm going to uh, read it. Get to step. I want to. <laughs> this is literally, this is one of my favorite shows right now. Anybody. This Although really I is. think, I, I think that like, I think there still is a chance he is on Mars that okay. I think that the potentially the bubble that around that, I think it's, it's very interesting to learn in the episode about the teleportation device in a, you know, in, and in the same episode, have there be basically a, a veil for whatever that I think transports you potentially somewhere right. else. Like I think so. I think it's a, a thing constructed. I didn't see it as a by men. I thought it was just more of like a, a masking. Like he created the bubble for Lori on Mars so right. she could breathe. And I felt like it was more like that. Like he created just an environment that has like a wall and he penetrated the wall and kind of right. came out of what's really on the other side. To be fair, the moon would theoretically be between Mars and Jupiter. That, anyway. Yeah. So, right. Is that how that Jupiter comes out? Uh, I don't know. But I, I don't think, think, I mean, I don't think it's important. I don't think it has to be. People get right. hung up on Mars just because it's in the comic, but right. Dr. Manhattan didn't have to stay well, on Well, they Mars keep once. saying, like, she had to send a message to him on Mars. Like, they keep referencing that Dr. Manhattan is on Mars in the show. Yeah. And, but there's also a theory that says that could be very purposeful. It's just something that they're telling the humankind to keep bum, bum, them bum. Yeah. nervous. And, and they're telling the yeah. audience because it's just purposeful misdirection. Right. Keep you thinking that Dr. Manhattan's over here when he maybe over here. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get into that. Can't wait. I'm not going to make HBO angry again. So we'll leave that <laughs> oh, out. Oh gosh, should we make <laughs> No, we did not. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it I'm at like, that. Did I do something wrong? No, no, you're all, you're all good. Uh, that'll take us to the end. Matt, real quick for us, we got to get yeah. out of here. We're already over time, but uh, break down the new comics for us and what is going on out there in comic shops this week. All right, so uh, rolling through real quick here for Marvel. Uh, Absolute Carnage number five brings that big storyline to a close. Uh, I really dug uh, the finale more so. I didn't necessarily like it doesn't close everything that you would want, but it sets up a ton of stuff going forward for Venom, his son, uh, without going into too many spoilers. Like all the stuff we've been dealing with gets uh, represented here. So a lot of cool stuff coming for the for the universe. Uh, Marauders number two, uh, my top uh, Dawn of X comic. Uh, finally gets its second issue, and uh, this is very different from the first issue. Uh, they'd always said that this book was going to be kind of half political, dealing with the other nations and Hellfire Club, and then half Kitty Pride on her boat going to grab mutants. And this one blends both, but it's heavily on the political side. So I'll be interested when we get into a more in-depth take later on to kind of see what you think. Uh, Excalibur number two also gets its big uh, second issue, so good week for Dawn of X books. Uh, Deadpool number one, which is Kelly Thompson and uh, Chris Bocciolo's, uh new series, uh, Deadpool Becomes King of the Monsters. Uh, by accident, uh, because it's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. All I have to Monst- tell you, and Monster Island is on Staten Island, and yeah. it's so many. There are so many jokes uh, in this book. This book's hilarious all the way through. But one of the the best ones is essentially uh, <laughs> Gwenpool uh, finds Deadpool and leaves her pet shark who keeps biting Deadpool uh, with him because all her books keep getting canceled. It's very like, that's the kind of like meta humor we're dealing with all throughout the book. It's absolutely hilarious. You should definitely pick this up. Uh, also Captain Marvel number 12, which uh, the last Avenger arc uh, where, you know, it's been teased that she's going to kill some Avengers and we don't know why that starts in this book. Um, and then Marvel uh, 2099 alpha. Oh, 20, 2099. 
I know. I always say 299. I don't know why I say that. Okay, 29. You had to say date. Yeah, my bad. That's 299. You should have gone for 2099. That's very bad. That's my bad. 2099 Alpha begins here. You started putting letters in. 2099 begins here. There's like three books. This is the main one, but there's also a Fantastic Four book, an Iron Man book, and there's going to be a Punisher and some other stuff coming. So I know you were much bigger into this, so we can get into that later, but that starts here. Uh, and then yeah. once in future number four, I've been talking about that series a lot. King Arthur fans, this issue again, another excellent issue. Uh, if you're anywhere just remotely want to see a, a unique take on the universe, definitely check this out. Uh, Something is killing the children. Number three, we talked about that series a little bit ago. It's a yeah, horror a series. series. Jeez, you know, if that you title if, though, yes, the title <laughs> is. But if you are, um, we were talking about like Walking Dead and some other things that kind of deal with heavier subject matter, but uh, tell like a more personal story at the center of it this definitely does uh so if you are interested in that kind of thing you definitely check it out uh batman number 83 uh this is uh the issue that you know recently was confirmed that alfred definitely did die that was not in this week's books that was confirmed like a week ago so i'm not spoiling that um but that actually happened like issues ago but they just confirmed it uh this deals with the direct like aftermath and uh essentially like batman finding that out and is like an emotional like gut punch throughout the entire. Oh, the no. whole issue deals just with that. Like we don't really move forward in any other part of the story. It's just a Batman Alfred story, and it's like it's Tom King at his best. Uh, also, uh, Batman White Knight presents Von Freeze. If you like Batman Curse of the White Knight, kind of that alternate series, um, this is really interesting. It's just a one shot. It's not necessarily required, but uh, in this universe, like Mister Freeze uh, ended up working for the Nazis. But this tells you like how that happened, um, his you know his lineage and and how uh, Nora Freeze figures into this, but in a very unique way. So it's a very different alternate take uh, on Mister Freeze. Uh, he Man and Masters of the Universe of oh, the Multiverse. Sorry, number one. So if you liked Spider Verse, this is He Man. Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. It's yeah, all these crazy He-Man. versions of He-Man working together to stop <laughs> this evil He-Man. Uh, it is very like there's this weird cartoony He-Man that shows up. Like it's if you like that universe, you'll like this. Uh, Aquaman number 54 continues that storyline. That was also excellent. Uh, Excellence Volume 1 is out from Image Comics. It's one of my favorite I could not recommend that series more, and it's all in trade now, uh, so definitely check that out. And last but not least, The Question, The Deaths of Vic Sage, number one, is out. I'm a big Question fan, but this book was... Uh, uh, it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh, very Sienkiewicz. Not what I expected at all. I was like, yeah. tonally and, and story-wise. Uh, so definitely, like, this is one, if for the ones who want a little bit uh, something layered and, and something a little different, definitely check this out. Definitely, if, like, if you're a fan of, like, uh, it, it has a very 80s vibe yes. to it. Um, so if you are if you like that sort of era of comic books and superheroes and whatnot, this is definitely that book. Yeah, definitely. So that's comics. And it's beautiful. All right, that'll do it. So that'll bring us to this end of this episode of uh, Comic Book Nation. If you guys are just getting into the show, we drop new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday. Make sure you are listening to both. And you can subscribe to our RSS feed on comicbook.com in our articles where you can 
subscribe to the show regularly so you don't even have to remember. Or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist. You can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation Podcast. Or you can just go on YouTube to comicbook.com's page and find our videos there, too. If you want to continue the conversation or get in on any of these uh, grenade debates, you can hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt AguilarCB. And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler and on Twitch, same name. All right. <laughs> so I forget what we do after that. What do we do? I just lost my whole process. We tell everyone that they're out? awesome and yeah. thank you so much for watching. Yeah, I mean, and we, you could. Go through your we could tell you located. you're awesome. We could tell you thank you for watching. Don't forget to leave five-star reviews on iTunes. We're going to read some of those, I think, on Friday's show. So Yay. we can get some t-shirts out. Yeah, the t-shirts are awesome. Seriously. And like, yeah, um, what I these guys like said about more. you guys being awesome and stuff. Thanks. This is Comic <laughs> Nation. We're out of here. <laughs> Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>